1: Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, everybody. So happy to be with you. And I have a special guest with me who's breathing very heavily right now. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Gary, you got to back away from the microphone a little bit there. Okay. Uh, s- <laughs> We're excited. We're excited to talk about Gary's new book, but we have to start with a prayer. So, but f- uh, first... Let me just break form a little bit and say, hey, Gary.
2: Hey, Jennifer, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. I've got author Gary Renard with us today. It's a treat, and uh, we're, we're going to run out of time. We're never going to have remotely enough time, so we just have to expand our minds to remember that time isn't real, and we're downloading everything that Gary's ever, ever thought. No, oops. Oh. Cancel that, never mind that, never mind that, back Back (laughs) away from that thought, just only the thoughts of God that Gary's ever thought we're going to expand into those. So we start with a prayer and we put our hand on our heart and we give great thanks that our life is a life of love. And that truly love has forgotten no one and that we have remembered that not only are we love, love is all that there is. Love is the only thing that's real. It is the impetus for our life and love is our healer. We're welcoming love into our heart and mind and to our full awareness right now. And so we're taking this holy breath of love and gratitude together Oh, and relaxing into love, remembering love is our nature, our true identity, and it's perfect, it's whole, it's complete, and so are we. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully allow it to be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So... First, as as I'm introducing you, Gary, and uh, I, I want to re- let people know that we're getting ready for the next Living a Course in Miracles series, and you are one of the teachers. It's going to be another fantastic series, and you're the only teacher that has been, except myself, who's been a part of each series. You're such an important anchor of wisdom for each series, and uh, it's going to be even more exciting this fall, I think, because... Because we're all so excited about the new book, and the new book will be coming out um, uh, just after your class, not long. October 8th is the release date for Love Has Forgotten No One, your latest book, right?
2: That's right, and I'm honored that you would include me again on the Living of Course Medical Series because I'd love to talk about the course as you know and uh, it always gives me an opportunity to kinda of like keep people posted on what the latest is in terms of the teachings that are coming to me.
1: Yeah, I really felt that your the class that you did uh, in the the spring 2013 one uh, was one of the best ones you've done. Absolutely. It was so clear and so inspiring. And it's clear that you're in a in a groove right now and uh the release of the book seems perfectly timed energetically because I think a lot of people are really ready to take things up a couple of notches. And I think that's exactly what your book Love is Forgotten, No One helps us to do there's so much practical help in it so obviously i've been reading it and uh... and i've been hearing you share about it uh with me privately and publicly for the last couple of years as you've been writing it. And I want to dig in. I've got a ton of questions. But first, I have to say for people who might not be familiar with you, Gary, because there's always uh, some folks who are new to the course might not have heard of your books or they've heard of you, but they haven't read your books. So I always like to take the opportunity whenever your name comes up, Gary, to say that my personal... My personal belief is that Disappearance of the Universe, your first book, is what I call the decoder ring for A Course of Miracles, that it, it literally in the most beautiful and helpful way, decodes uh, the cryptic nature, sometimes cryptic nature, of A Course of Miracles. And the journey that you take us on in Disappearance of the Universe, of your personal going from being someone who has the appearance of being um, somewhat lost, definitely confused, and um, even... You know, sometimes depressive, uh, but, but willing, willing. That was the key that you had. You had the willingness to, to heal, to transform, to transcend. And you, you tapped into the mother load and, and you share it so, so, so beautifully with us. And then your immortal reality, the second book, uh, so much help and insight in there. And then this third book is really so, practical and instructive in so many ways so uh, I also want to just say to anyone who hasn't read Disappearance of the Universe you don't have to know anything about A Course in Miracles to read it you you will still get the mother load and I, I personally I, I know I've said this to you before Gary but speaking to the audience right now I personally have really wept tears of gratitude for Gary Renard's willingness to walk the walk that he's done and to share and tell us about it. Because at times when um, I was in the the thickest part of my um, transformation is uh, when I found Disappearance of the Universe, of course, Spirit had it that way. And just knowing that Gary went through, he was coming out the other side, was such a help to me not to give up and to just feel like I have a friend and then we did indeed meet and become friends so uh I just I feel like anyone who ever meets you pretty much at any conference or opportunity they, they feel like oh here's here's a soulmate a soul brother a friend who's who's really doing the work right alongside me and uh, that's a great gift
2: Wow, uh, Jennifer, I'm almost overwhelmed here. <laughs> that's that uh, quite a tribute there, and I appreciate it very much, and I appreciate your friendship and uh, being on your show and everything. And I'm glad that you mentioned the idea of you know turning things up a couple of notches mm-hmm. because that's really what the third book does. It yep. actually caused me personally to turn it up a notch or two because it's like I realized that I wasn't going all the way with forgiveness. And this is what I mean by that. It's it's like there's a, a certain kind of spiritual sight that I wasn't quite getting in touch with. And what Arden and Persia did for me in the third book, and I asked them, you know, why are we doing another book? Because it wasn't the disappearance of the universe enough. And their response was, well, the reason that we're doing more books is because it's about accelerating the process of undoing the ego. As a Course in Miracles puts it, salvation is undoing. And what they're doing here is is they're kind of like accelerating that process. It's like a snowball going down a mountain. It keeps getting bigger and faster as it goes along. So it's like, okay, I can see that now because that's what happened to me personally with the things that they coached me on and and led me to. It's like, okay, now I can see that I wasn't seeing uh, the wholeness of it all. And most most people don't think in terms of wholeness. Why? Because we're confronted every day by separation. Mm -hmm. It's like everything that we see, everything that we're confronted with Mm -hmm. is based on separation. And that's temptation, you know, the temptation to believe that we are bodies and that we're separate from everything, including God. And what Art and Persa did was they started me really getting in touch with thinking in terms of wholeness. And, of course, the word holy comes from the word wholeness. And now I find myself thinking differently about other people. It's like you and I can go out to dinner together, and, well, Cindy is there, too. I don't want to give people the wrong idea. But it's like, you know, you and. You and I can go (laughs) go out to dinner together, and we can have our special relationship. But at the same time, at some point, I am going to think of you as being not just part of it, which is what separation is based on. I'm going to think of you as being all of it, which is nothing less than God. And that is an essential third step to forgiveness that most people never take. They never really think of the other person as, as being more than just part of it. They don't think of them as being all of it. And that is an, an essential step to forgiveness, because until you get to that point, you're not really thinking in terms of wholeness. And that's one of the things that Arden Purser really emphasized in the third book. They really pushed me towards, wait a minute. Everywhere the Holy Spirit looks, he sees himself because the Holy Spirit thinks in terms of wholeness, and most people never think in terms of wholeness. So it's a totally different way of thinking. But, you know, they kind of, like, uh, kind of like push me towards the end of the envelope there. You know, it's like, wow, okay, now I can think of my wife, I can think of my friends, I can think of people who I don't even really particularly care for as being all of it. They are nothing less than God, and that's the only way that you're ever going to experience yourself as being nothing less than God. That is how Jesus and Mary got in touch with their divinity, Mm -hmm. was by seeing it in others. And when you see it in others, then what you're really doing is you're sending a message to yourself. You're sending a message that tells you that that's what I am, because your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between you and somebody else because it knows that there's really just one of us and whatever you're putting out there is just going to you. And yes, we have this delusion of separation, but there's no such thing. So there's really just one of us and whatever you're thinking is just going to you. And man, I'll tell you, Arden and person in this third book, they really you know, bring that all the way home. It's like they really you know, uh, push me to understand it, apply it, and do it. And uh, I tell people when it comes to their spirituality, it's not what you know. It's what you do with what you know. You know, yeah. it's how you actually take what you have learned and apply it to the situations and events and people that you are confronted with in your life. And if you do that, that's real spirituality because now you're actually practicing Real spirituality, and instead of just thinking it. So, uh, you know I like what you said earlier also about, you know, about listening. You know, because the Course in Miracles, and I believe it was also uh, Mary Baker Eddy, because Mary Baker Eddy's uh, most prominent work, uh, which was called Science and Health, was published in 1876, and of Course in Miracles was published in 1976. And, <laughs> they say a lot of the same things. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that either one made up the idea that all are called, but <laughs> few choose to listen. But, uh, you know, I think that, that probably went back even before Mary Baker Eddy. But it's like they're both saying the same thing. Look, look, uh, it's like, what do, what do you really want? You know, what do you mean when you talk about being a spiritual person? It's like the Course says, you know, about the words, I want the peace of God. To say these words is nothing, but to mean these words is everything. Everything. And how do you prove that you mean it? How do you demonstrate that you mean it? Well, you demonstrate it by practicing true forgiveness, which is the ability to take responsibility for the projection that you are putting out there and turn the tables on it and say that what I'm seeing is not true because I made it up, which is why I'm not a victim. And if I can start to come from a place of not being a victim, then I can see people as what they really are instead of what they think they are. They think that they are separate, and they may actually believe that, and they may think that they're bodies, you know, you meet a doctor, he thinks that he's really a doctor. You know, it's like you ask some people who they are, they give you their business card. You know, and it's not what they are. What they really are is this perfect Spirit, but the only way that you're ever going to experience that for yourself is to see it in others, because just as the Course says, as you see Him, you will see yourself. So I think we really have to catch ourselves. You know, it's like uh, we talk about turning it up a notch or two. We really have to catch ourselves when we're not thinking that way. We have to catch ourselves when we're not thinking with Spirit and we're thinking with the ego. Because when you do that, you're just perpetuating the idea of separation. But when you think with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit thinks in terms of wholeness and oneness. And when you think that way, then eventually, because of the way the mind works, then you're going to experience yourself that way. I think I just said a mouthful.
1: You did. You did. And you, you know... I'm so glad we're talking about this. It's What I'm noticing is the more clear I become, the more everything fits together in a way that I can perceive it. So what you're saying in the book, what you're saying right now, what I'm sharing about amping up and living a course of miracles is... The whole class series and the website, everything that we're offering there, is based on this awareness that I had a few years ago when you were writing this book that... Obviously you have too, you're stating it right there, that so many people study a course of miracles, they study spiritual teachings without living it, and what literally happens is it becomes clutter in their mind. If they're not applying it, but they keep seeking more teachings and more teachings without applying them, then their spiritual growth and practice is being driven by the ego. And there it's all about getting instead of being. So that's what I love that you have here in Love Has Forgotten No One is this reminder to apply it, to live it. And in your book here, it's really beautiful, Gary. you become very transparent about some of the really difficult challenges that you've been through. In fact, I have to say that when I first started reading it, I, I really, um, I got moved to tears just by the dedication of the book. Do you want to wow. s- yeah. say about that? What, what that Well, is?
2: yeah, I did dedicate, uh, the book to my first wife, uh, Karen L. Renard, who really helped me through life. And that's the dedication in the book. And you see us in the book, uh, going through our divorce and how things fell apart, Mm-hmm. And I'm very uh open I think. I tried to be certainly about what happened. And uh you know, it's not that uh, Karen and I uh were difficult people. Neither one of us are really difficult people. We're actually both very nice people. It's just that we couldn't get along with each other. <laughs> you know, it's just it was like oil and water. We just couldn't get along with each other. And so it's like it was a forgiveness opportunity, but one of the the brilliant things about the Holy Spirit is that Karen went back to A Course of Miracles shortly after we split up, and within a year, there was me and Cindy, my new wife, and Karen and her boyfriend, Dave, the four of us could actually sit down and have lunch together. You know, and it's like, that couldn't happen without forgiveness.
1: Yeah. And I, I remember when you were going through that, the, the difficult parts of the divorce, very clearly, I know we're going to break here, uh, and you shared with me, you, you know, just having dinner, just the two of us, that, that it was really kicking your butt. It was really, really challenging for you, and that you had a miraculous experience then, because I remember watching you and listening to you over the months there. So you practiced the Course, you lived it. It wasn't easy for you, but you you really were committed to being loving. And ultimately, um, uh, the miracle was, I'll let you say, and then we'll go to break.
2: Well, I just want to compliment Karen, because she is a really nice person. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like the forgiveness aspect of it is that you have to realize that what you're seeing in another person is what you secretly believe to be true about yourself is what the Course calls the secret sins and hidden hate so what you're seeing in that other person is really what you secretly believe about yourself it's just that people are not in touch with that they're not in contact with that
1: that's it right there there's only one so everything you see really is a part of you it's a reflection of your awareness and will We'll get Gary to share more with us after the break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. My guest today is author Gary Renard. We're talking about his new book, Love Is Forgotten No One, which is coming out October 8th, 2013. And you're listening to A Course in Miracles at Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back.
0: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
1: Hi, Jennifer Hadley back again with my guest Gary Renard, author of Disappearance of the Universe and his latest book, Love Is Forgotten No One, which is coming out October 8th, October 8th. We've been anticipating this book for many years, and we are so grateful that we'll soon be having it in our hands. I. We were just talking in the break that Gary was saying that I'm one of the few people that's gotten an advanced copy so that I could interview him today and uh, for the Living a Course in Miracles class that he's going to be doing with us totally for free in uh, September. So com is where you can go to uh, register for that class and uh, we've got Eight different teachers, and Gary, of course, is one of them. And we were talking just before we went to the break, we were talking about how the focus now for so many people, it's becoming clear, we have to live it, we have to apply it, that having an intellectual understanding of spiritual principle is uh, its great at a cocktail party, if that's what people are talking about, but it doesn't really help you live your life unless you apply it. But when you start to really apply it, uh, what becomes apparent is the willingness to take responsibility for the world that you're seeing and recognizing that it is a projection of your consciousness. And in in the book, we we were talking about how you went through the divorce and you went through other really intense challenges, and you write so transparently about that, Gary. I think it's helpful because... You, no one can write about their most difficult times with authentic transparency unless they've attained some real humility. Wow.
2: Well, thank you for saying that. It's like um, this was uh, a difficult book for me, and people wonder why it took so long. But once you read the book, I think that you will understand why it took so long, <laughs> because <laughs> I describe all these things that I went through. You know, uh, going through the divorce, moving to California, having all these challenges about people, you know, trying to attack me and stuff. It was, was like, really weird. And uh, it was a very difficult thing. Plus, I went to, like, this two-year tax audit, two-and-a-half-year tax audit by the Internal Revenue Service, and it's it really screwed me up. You know, it's like, you talk about a, a diversion of energy and money, It's like, wow, you know, all these crazy things kept happening. So I think that when people read the book, they're going to understand why it took so long, because there were so many delays, so many forgiveness opportunities, so many things for me to go through that I just had to go through them. But, you know, it's kind of like uh, the Course says. The Course says that a chief aim of the miracle worker is to save time, and if you can forgive These challenges that come up for you during your lifetime and we're all going to have them you know they may look different but these are universal experiences and when you have those experiences if you can forgive them you are going to save yourself you know so much time you're going to save yourself countless lifetimes in your spiritual progress if you're up for it but you have to want it because if you don't want it then you're not going to do your homework, which to me is forgiveness homework, yep. where you're coming from a place of cause and not effect. If you can do that, then just think of the time that you're going to save. Now, when it comes to the third book, uh, I used to think that art and person could not blow my mind again. <laughs> you know, it, It's like they have done so many things to blow my mind that I didn't think they could possibly do anymore.
1: Allow me just to interject here for one second. For people who don't know, Disappearance of the Universe, well, Arden and Persa, Gary's teachers, are really teaching him and us how to wrap our minds around time and space or an illusion. So in the first book, what, what did they do? They took you to... Mary Baker. Well, in
2: the first book, they transported yeah. me to different places. It was like yeah. wild. It's like they actually uh, transported me thirty miles away from where I was in Poland Spring, Maine, to Portland, Maine, and it was just as real as this. It's like three hundred sixty degrees, just as real as this. Everything felt the same. It was just as real as anything that you would experience in your life, and it just totally blew my mind, and, you know, they took me in the second book to Cahokia, which was the ancient uh, Indian settlement that exists about 10 miles from St. Louis, and they took me there, and in the third book, they actually take me on a trip around the universe. You know, they actually (laughs) show me all over the universe, and it's like, oh my God, you know, because in order to do that, uh, I left the body. I became weightless, which is a very liberating experience, by the way. You know, people, you know, they grieve for people who pass away, but what they should be doing is they should be jealous (laughs) of the experience (laughs) that these people are having because it's like, wow, it's so liberating and so free to not be in a body and to not have that weight and that heaviness and that pain that is sometimes experienced in the body, and to be free of that is actually a very liberating thing, which is why, uh, you know, the Course of Miracles in the Song of Prayer pamphlet says this is what death should be, and it, it explains that if there's been real healing in the mind, then even your experience of death is going to be a much better experience. It's, it's going to be so liberating that you will feel free and happy and joyous. And uh, I really think that that's kind of like what Arden and purser are getting me to experience because that's a very key phrase in the Course. If there has been real healing, well the way that you have real healing is through true forgiveness. And once again, and we both know this, but I think people should be aware of the fact that the traditional form of forgiveness is not true forgiveness because that form of forgiveness makes everything real. And the kind of forgiveness that I'm talking about doesn't make any of it real. Yeah. So it's really uh, an exact opposite way of looking at the world than most people are ready for. But if you're ready for it, and this is not for everybody, but if you're ready for it, then you can turn the tables on the ego. You can start to undo the false you, which is based on separation, and return to the real you, which is based on wholeness. So Arden and Purser are showing me all around the universe, and we're coming back to Earth and we go through the uh, you know the solar system and the planets past the sun back into the earth's atmosphere and it's like we're heading toward you know what looks to me like chicago because i've been to chicago a few times and i know where it is on lake michigan so i'm kind of like seeing it Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we're we're in the city but it's the future you know it's a hundred years from now and i'm looking at this and we go into this hospital. You could tell it was a hospital because, you know, it has an emergency entrance. And it looks like we're in an operating room. And there's this woman who is about to give birth. And I say to Persa, I say, who's that? And Persa says, oh, that's our mother. And she's about to give birth to you in your next lifetime. And <laughs> I'm like, for God's sake. What? <laughs> what the hell is going on here? It's it's like, wow, you know, so I actually see myself being born into my next lifetime, which is far out enough, you know, for one book, but then there's more, you know, so it's like I did get back to, you know, my, at that time, my apartment in uh, Auburn, Maine, which is where we moved from Poland Spring to Auburn, we lived there for a few years before I came to California. And it's like, wow, you know, it, it was just totally a mind-blower. But then they did more things. It's like uh, they would disappear, and our Percy person would disappear, and Thomas, St. Thomas, was there. The real St. Thomas, the guy that actually lived 2,000 years ago, right. was there, and he's telling me all this stuff about his time with Jesus. And then, and of course, his name wasn't Jesus, but we call him Yeshua. But it's like, wow, then the same thing happened with Thaddeus. Thaddeus showed up to me and and explained a lot of his lifetime to me. And then as the book progresses and gets to the later stages, it's like Art and Persa tell me the whole story about that future lifetime in Chicago 100 years from now. And all the things that they had to forgive, including each one of them forgiving the death of their spouse who was with them, you know, before they ended up together. And it's like, wow, you know, it's like, my God, you know, this is almost too much, you know. <laughs> but uh, I certainly learned from it. And I think that looking back on the book, and it's not a terribly long book, and it's, you know, it's a 80,000-page book, which is you know, the the industry standard, but it's like, wow, there's so much information. Yeah, there's so much information in there. And uh, I like to think that in a way I'm, you know, sharing myself because a lot of the books that I read, and this is not true of everyone, but a lot of the books that I read, especially spiritual books, people don't really share themselves uh, in an intimate way. They kind of like shy away from sharing the personal details of their life. And I like to think that I don't mind doing that. And I'd like to think that, hey, I'm just going to lay it all out there, and I'm just going to put it all out there. And if somebody likes it, fine. And if somebody doesn't like it, you know, who cares? You know, I don't have to do this for a living. You know, so it's it's like, you know, I'll just uh, put it out there and let the chips fall where they may.
1: Well, and one of the As I said before, I think that that is deeply healing for us to be able to read that in the comments, in what you share, and uh, you talk about it so clearly in Disappearance of the Universe in the beginning where you say, you know, there are parts of this conversation with Art and Persa where I now feel embarrassed that I said those things, but I'm leaving them in so that you can perceive That this is a true story and that I've changed and transformed. and Yeah,
2: Yeah, because, uh, you know, Jennifer, it's like, uh, it would have been very easy for me to try to make myself look good.
1: Oh, so easy. Yeah.
2: It would have been very tempting for me to try to clean up the past and make myself look good. But... How would that serve anybody? How would anybody see how I was progressing or how I was practicing forgiveness or how I was learning if I don't tell the truth about what was going on in my life? So it's like uh I'm a jerk, you know, and uh, I admit that. But <laughs> You're not a
1: jerk, but... Well, I, not anymore.
2: What, <laughs> no, what I would say,
1: as, as I say about myself, there are times when I have the appearance of being a real knucklehead. So... <laughs> Yeah, 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 but see, that's that's why people love and appreciate what you're offering. It's because everybody has the knucklehead part of their experience and personality. It's not who they really are. But if you hide that, then you're saying it's not good, it's bad, it's to be avoided, it's not spiritual. But it's actually an integral part of our spiritual journey.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I want to encourage people, too, because it's like uh, this actually does get easier as you go along. So
1: much easier.
2: You know, it's like you do get better at practicing forgiveness, just like if you practice the piano every day. You're going to get better at it. You're going to get better at practicing forgiveness if you practice every day. And then as the years go on, after a few years go by, it's like, okay, you know, I can do this. And you keep getting faster and faster at it. So something happens, you forgive it, and it's over. Yes. It's like you can be that fast. It's like... Well, you know, that you know, brings you know,
1: me to a question, okay, because I think one of the great things that you cover in this book is this the script so, Course in Miracles says the script has already been written, and it's a very complex, multi-layered script. And you address that with art and Persa in this book, and in ways that really help us to understand it. This is something that a lot of people have trouble with, and I think it would be helpful if we could just say a little bit about that right now.
2: Yeah, well, sure. It's kind of a complicated subject, but there is a chapter in the book called The Script is Written, but not etched in stone.
1: Right. And I think that's that a great means, name for it, too. <laughs> yeah, what,
2: what that means is, is that, yes, the script is written. You can't change that. But at the same time, you'll notice in those first 50 miracles principles in the Course, it says the miracle works in all the dimensions of time. So what that is telling us is that this is not the only dimension of time that is going on. There are multiple dimensions of time that are going on. Yes, they're already written. So all those scripts are occurring within a fixed system. You know, the system is already fixed. You're not going to change it. But it is possible to change your experience. It's possible to switch dimensions of time. And you'll notice in the first book, The of the Universe, that actually happened to me because Art and Persa told me that I was uh, choosing between these two movies that I went to. And I chose this rotten movie, and I, you know, thought I wasted two hours of my life or whatever. And, and later on, my teacher said to me, they said, Now, Gary, you don't understand. If you had chosen the other movie, then you would have gotten out at a different time, and you would have been in a serious car accident. So it's like the reason that I chose this bad movie instead of the good one Was so that I wouldn't have to forgive something which I had already forgiven. Apparently, I had been practicing forgiveness enough so that I did not have to go through that particular forgiveness opportunity again. It's like it was already healed. And this is why I tell people that the way that they think is so important because they are actually setting themselves up for their future experiences. Yes. You know, know, they're actually setting themselves up by whether or not they practice forgiveness or not. And if they don't, then they're going to have plenty of opportunities to right. do that. Yeah. So it's like, hey, don't wait until uh, next month or next year or your next lifetime. You know, Talk practice.
1: about abundance. Yeah. <laughs> plenty you know, of opportunities.
2: It. Yeah, do it now. Uh, there's no shortage of forgiveness opportunities, but if you're up for it, if you're up to the challenge then you will save yourself so much time and countless lifetimes and everything and that's so important because it's not really a question of if you're going to do this the question is when and that leads to another question the other question is how long do we want to prolong our suffering Thank you know you. how how long do we want to stay stuck here you know and uh you know some people They may think that this is a great world and that, you know, God created it and the body's beautiful and all that stuff. And, yeah, the body is a pretty amazing piece of machinery until it breaks down. You know, then it's not quite so beautiful anymore. And everything here is temporary. You know, everything here passes away and decays and dies. And, you know, at some point you have to realize that the only way to be happy is to be with something that is eternal. You know, to view it something that is going to go on forever. That's when you're building your house upon the rock, instead of building it upon the sand, because the sand passes away, and it's not very, you know, very good to build a foundation. But uh, spirit does not pass away.
1: That that music is the sound of us preparing to go to a break. It feels like a good place for us to take that break. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to Gary Renard. And we're talking about his third book, Love Is Forgotten No One, which comes out October 8th. And uh, if you haven't yet read Disappearance of the Universe, Gary's first book, or Your Immortal ra- Reality, Your Immortal Reality, the second book of Gary's, I really encourage you to get those. And I also am going to make a plug for... Uh, Gary did a series, an audio series. That is one of my favorite things that you've you've done, Gary. It is such a beautiful piece of work. It's the, the six CD set, I think it is. Uh, I, I got it on an audio book download. So it and um, oh, I can't think of the name of it right now.
2: Ashley's called "Secrets of the Immortal."
1: Secrets of the Immortal. Okay and it's it's absolutely great it is so rich and deep and i encourage you to get it you will learn so much about how to do exactly what gary's talking about which is really to walk the talk and live the love and save time and suffering so i'll 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 encourage you to during the break go buy those things and come back we'll be back in just a minute with gary renard on a course of miracles at unity online radio
0: Now and then, life is challenging. I may not welcome challenge itself, but I welcome the opportunity to learn from whatever arises, to grow in understanding, to flex my spiritual muscles. Every day is a new day, a fresh start. No situation or circumstance can hold me back. My life is not only about what's happening to me, it's also what's happening through me. The Christ within is my source of unlimited wisdom and creativity. I do my best when I respond to any challenge from my Christ nature rather than reacting impulsively from my human nature. Every day I pursue what enriches me, enjoying the journey to my goals as much as the destination. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or a friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today, online at dailyword.com. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley.
1: And we're back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and my guest today is Gary Renard, one of my favorite authors, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite inspirations. And we're talking about his third book, his latest book, which comes out October 8th, and it's called Love Is Forgotten No One. Such a beautiful title. It's actually kind of amazing. It feels like that title, of course, we know that comes from A Course in Miracles, Love Has Forgotten No One. But it feels like this book has been out, this title has been in our consciousness in such a clear way forever.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, uh, you notice towards the end of the first book, The disappearance of the Universe, the last quotation that I was guided to use by Jesus from the Course, he says, I have forgotten no one and then you notice that near the end of the second book the Holy Spirit says love has forgotten no one and that's how I was guided to call the third book love has forgotten no one because it really is about love because if you practice true forgiveness then that is going to lead you to a true experience of love it's like the two go hand in hand it's like you don't have to focus on love because that's what you are you know so you're already perfect all that you need to do is practice the kind of forgiveness that undoes the false you, which is the ego, and eventually the real you will be all that's left. And I think that what Arden and Perser are emphasizing, among other things in the third book, is that true forgiveness leads to love automatically. It's like, it, as Shakespeare would say, it must follow as the night the day. You know, so true forgiveness, if you do it, is going to leave you uh, lead you to the experience of love automatically. It can't help but go that way. You're going in the right direction, which is why I tell people, you know, and this is from the Course, of, of course, hey, the Course is the Course, of course, of course, and so no one can talk about the Course, of course, unless, of course, uh, well, never mind. Anyway, it's like, you know, it's, it's like the Course leads to love because the Course teaches that the direction of the mind is automatic. If you're thinking right-minded thoughts with the Holy Spirit, that is going to lead you home to God. And it can't help but be any other way. So you know, people wonder sometimes, they even ask me, they say, How do I know if the if the course is working? And I say, Look, if you're doing it, it's mm-hmm. working. You know, it can't help but be any other way. If you're actually practicing right minded thoughts with the Holy Spirit, then you are going home to God. It can't be any other way. You are going in the right direction. So, you know, I hope that people will be encouraged by that because you can't help but end up in the right place if you're practicing true forgiveness.
1: Well, I'm going to ask you a question that I already know the answer to, but I I would like to hear you you share about it. So people say to me all the time, they say, Jennifer, I've been doing this work, but my life isn't changing.
2: Yeah, well...
1: What, What do you say to those people?
2: I would say, look, if something bad is going on in your life, that would have happened anyway. That would have happened even if you weren't doing this work. You know, it's like, uh, you know, you go out and you get an fender bender or you get sick or something goes wrong. Well, those things are going to happen anyway. So it's like the Course asks us several times, what is it for? Mm-hmm. And what it's for is forgiveness, mm-hmm. and if you can forgive it, well, you know, if you keep going, and if you press on, and, and you know, this does take a certain amount of perseverance. Oh yeah, but huge uh, amount. Yeah, but if you have that perseverance, then what's going to happen is you are going to be able to forgive these things, and you are going to be, as we were talking about earlier, you're going to be light years ahead. Of where you would have been if you didn't practice forgiveness, because let's face it, life sucks. You know, and uh, you know, bad things are going to happen because this is a world of duality. So what are you going to have? You're going to have good, and you're going to have bad. Congratulations. You know, welcome (laughs) to the club. You know, you're going to have good things happen for you, and you're going to have bad things happen for you. And I've been very fortunate uh, in my life. You know, I must have good karma or something, because I've had a very lucky life. But Now, wait
1: a minute, Gary. That is what you're... i got to interrupt you right there, because you're saying that from the perspective of where you are and how you feel about yourself and your life, and you look at your beautiful wife, Cindy, who's such an angel. You know, she... Forget the fact that she looks like an angel. She emanates angelic, uh, loving, fun, playful beauty, but... You, uh, up until the time that you started practicing A Course of Miracles, you had a lot of hellaciousness in your life. So to see that you had a lot of luck, is like that's from where you stand now.
2: Well, you know, Jennifer, even before I came in contact with A Course of Miracles, I can think back to where my life was saved. Oh. And my life was saved when I was 28 years old. And a friend of mine named Dan Stepanik, who's no longer with us because he, you know, passed away three years ago, three and a half years ago from cancer. Uh, he is the one who literally saved my life because he dragged me practically to this thing called the EST training. And if I didn't do that, I think that I would have been dead within a couple of years because I was so depressed and I was so down, but I can look on that, and Spirit was speaking to me. Now, I didn't think in terms of the Holy Spirit back in those days. I didn't even know about the Holy Spirit. But when I look back on it, I can see that the Holy Spirit was always helping me, Mm -hmm. was always pointing me in the right direction. So even when people are not conscious of it, the Holy Spirit is still helping them and still whispering to them and still saying, hey, all are called but if you choose to listen, maybe you should try listening for a change. And when I started to listen, <laughs> I got on a spiritual path for about 14 years, and it took me that long to even be ready to talk to Art in person. But yeah. the point is, my life was saved, where you come down to the difference between being dead or alive. Well, I think that probably you know every drunk who was face down in the gutter and lived to tell about it, made a similar decision, which is what Bill Thetford said. You know, there's got to be a better way than this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's got to be a better way of life. And I just decided that there was a better way. And that's why the Holy Spirit led me in the right direction, and I was able to progress and get better, even though it wasn't perfect. Uh, you know, I got better and better as time went on. And then eventually I was ready for A Course of Miracles. But I, I personally believe that A Course of Miracles is a rather advanced form of spirituality. I don't think that everybody is ready for it at first but I think that everybody is either going in that direction or they're going towards something that is like that. You know, the Course itself says it's not the only way to go home to God but I think it does suggest that it's a fast way. I think it does suggest that you will save yourself a hell of a lot of time if you do something like this.
1: Yes. And believe it or not, speaking of time, we are at time. No way. Yes, way. It always happens. That's why I started by saying, I think we could talk for a couple of days here. The, the Love Has Forgotten No One, your latest book, which comes out October 8th, is so rich. It's so... Uh, helpful and practical and uh, I also want to just remind people your first two books, Disappearance of the Universe and Your Immortal Reality uh, are fantastic books they're always worth taking another look at pull them off the shelf uh, dust them off if you've had them for a while or go out and get them right now if you've never heard of them and... well, I think
2: that, uh, that's a good idea because Art and person emphasized and I didn't even realize this until the end of the third book this is tr- a trilogy <laughs> you know, all three of these books fit together like a hologram. So I didn't really get that, and I was actually quite surprised when they said that to me. And then when I got to think about it, I realized, yes, this is a trilogy.
1: It feels that way. And so it's time for me to to uh, close us out here with a prayer. Thank you so much for being on the show with me today, Gary. And uh, I want to let everybody know, just remind them that Gary is part of the next Living a Course in Miracles series of totally free classes. Our theme starting September 5th is Surrender the Struggle, Lean into Love. And Gary's topic... His class will be on September 19th, is Choosing Again, Transforming Your Mind. You can register at livingacourseofmiracles.com. Let's place our hand on our heart and give thanks for Gary, for his precious life and blessing his life of love. So grateful and so thankful that each one of us can learn anything, that we can forgive, that love has not forgotten us. We have not forgotten love. This is the truth of our life. We accept it fully. We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them and we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Thank you, Gary. Thank Thank you you so much. much. I love you. Safe travels. You're going to New York this weekend. You're going to be where?
2: Going to be in Lilydale, New York, which is about an hour south of Buffalo. And it's our first time there. It's like a weekend retreat. And we're really looking forward to it because when we do these weekend things, you know, when I do a one-day workshop, maybe I'll, you know, get to do five hours or something. But when I do a weekend retreat, it's even more in-depth. So I'm really looking forward to this.
1: GaryRenard.com. Thank you. Bye, everybody.